0: My son loved sports at the time, and whoever we were playing, he'd call them the bad guys, right? We were playing Wake Forest, and they had black uniforms on that day. So my five-year-old gets up on a chair and yells during a particularly quiet point in the game, we don't like the black guys. (laughs) And I was just like, shut up, bro, you can't say that like that, (laughs) like, you know?
1: Grab a beer, let's have some laughs, because it's time for Crafts and Crafts. My guest today is Dave Williamson, uh, comedian, uh podcaster, mm-hmm. pitmaster, mm-hmm. podcaster you have Meet Dave. I do. And then you have Merman. Correct. Uh, and then you are, you're on tour, allow. you you um so how do people get your, your tour dates? Because I don't know when this is coming out. Because we have to wait for Shane to edit it. Uh, just... This is going to be months. Yeah, it'll be months.
0: Yeah. Uh, so DaveWilliamsonComedy.com is the best. Okay. And then obviously social media. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty active on just Instagram. Just follow him. DaveWComedy.
1: DaveWComedy. Yeah, be Comedy. a fan,
0: guys. Be a fan. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, of this course. Cool. Thank you. What a neat place.
1: A lot to talk about. Um, I wanted to talk about like the stand-up because... You you've been uh, you went on the road with with Burt Kreischer Correct. this year. And then you've also like opened for for other comedians in the past. And so you've done big like monster arenas and you've done clubs. Yeah. And so if you like have you ever gone and like done a club and then the next day or two days later done an, an arena?
0: Dude, forget about the jump from clubs to arenas. It's more like there was years where you know, I was headlining my own dates and you're in like some comedy club that runs out of a Daytona bowling alley or something like yeah. that. And then they're putting you up in these skeezy hotels. And then the next night you're doing, uh, you know, you're opening for somebody in, in a arena and yeah. then they're, you're up in some five-star hotel. Yeah. And it's just like, what a whiplash from right. one night to the next. But that then you gotta go back. Does. Yeah, you just, you hope you get to go back, but. I mean, I've been doing comedy almost 20 years and it just seems like it's still just, you know, peaks and valleys, but gigs are gigs, bro. But how do you like, how do you deal with like the, like when you're in a, like they do
1: a, these guys, this is Shane and Nick, they did a stand-up show here uh, and I've done two shows here. And it's like, when you fill this room up, it's super warm. Like the, the laughter kind of goes back and forth and it's just like, you can respond to it. Like you can, it's, it's an yeah. immediate response and then when you're at an arena like i've done bigger places maybe 500 ah, maybe a thousand but never anything like thousands of people
0: yeah you got to slow it down a little bit i mean now Uh now it doesn't feel that different to me i guess maybe just because i've done enough of them okay but um the very first time i ever did a theater even just doing the jump of uh i was pretty green i probably was not ready to do this show right (laughs) i was opening for i got booked to open for robert schimmel uh who was going to do a New Year's Eve show at a place called the Parker Playhouse, which I've ironically gone back years later and now uh, open for Bert there. What um, city is that? That's Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Okay. So I was living in South Florida at the time and I maybe had 10 to 15 minutes of material at the time, right? Okay. So I don't even know how much time I'm supposed to do, but I'm like, I can, I can stretch it. So I show up, and the guy running the theater goes. By the way, wait—we held planes until you showed up, and now we call them. Oh, in. perfect. I yeah. live—I live in El Segundo. Okay, next so to you're LA, used so to it. You can't I'm, even hear him. I'm used to this. I, <laughs> yeah. do, I podcast in my front yard sometimes, yeah. and like I don't even notice that's it. Them. Yeah. Um, I, I, I showed up at the venue, mm-hmm. and they were like, "All right, can you do 20?" And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, "Yeah, no worries. Okay. Right? Like I'll I'll go slow. Right? right <laughs> you know, right, right. I'll do a little crowd work. Okay, yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah. And then uh, I meet Robert, and he's super cool and very nice, or whatever. And then as I'm getting ready to go on stage, uh, he goes, oh, Dave. And I go, huh, yeah, Robert. And he goes, good luck. And I go, thanks, man. And he goes, oh, do 25. And I go, oh, no. (laughs) I'm going to go smoke a cigarette and have have some sex. I do not have (laughs) 25 minutes, you know. And I still to this day do not know if he said that to mess with me. Right. Or if he just wanted the opener to do more time, whatever. Right. But I went out there and ate it because that just got in my head from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I was like going to start right off the cuff now with just like doing crowd work because I was used to emceeing at that point basically in packed comedy what clubs year would that under. this be that would have been sometime in the early 2000s maybe like 2005 2006 because okay. like in 2012 you were Miami comedian of the year so is that right 2012 yeah I got uh new times um which is one of the papers down there comedian of the year and then that's also the year I moved I moved from Uh, Miami to LA, and I decided to put my family in a 25-foot travel trailer, and we were going to do a three-month trip from Miami to LA and then find a place out here. Wow. that that trip turned into a year and a half. We just went back and forth. Okay, got it. Okay. Back and forth across the country. Without having a house on either side? Nope. Wow. We would uh, have to uh, call ahead to friends that live certain places and be like, hey, man, can I have a package delivered to your house Yeah. whatever? And then pick up whatever mail we needed and stuff. But yeah, we were on the road for a year and a half. It was probably the best time of my life. Like when when we started that trip, I was like, this is gonna be a really good idea or a really bad idea. I'm gonna get a divorce in like a week, you know? And about a week in, uh, I was like, this is gonna be great. Like my family's loving it. Like I I saw the benefit of it professionally, like where I was doing just gigs every night, you know? And then every comedy club- Booking yourself? Book of myself. Wow. I had, I had finished in the top three of a festival called the World Series of Comedy in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And part of your prize is you win all this work, right? Okay. And a lot of people don't take that work because it's like B comedy clubs, like yeah. somewhere in the country and just the money for middling. You get be the work, but, but
1: the rate isn't guaranteed.
0: Yeah, like yeah. you're not, it's not, it's not, unless it's like somewhere you could drive to, you probably wouldn't take the the, the work, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, I shotgunned every, uh, comedy club on that list and said, Hey, I'm more of a headliner, uh, than an opener. So if you'd consider headlining me, that'd be great. Which was, I was barely a headliner the time, Right. And, uh, I'm like, you know, uh, and I can make it work with, you know, whatever your rate is, as long as it, it's a, you know, makes sense, whatever, you know? Yeah. So then the clubs that bo- hit me back were like, Hey, we'll headline you, whatever. And then I said, well, if you book me this certain weekend, this very specific weekend, you don't have to give me a hotel. And got all it. the clubs jumped on that. Oh, God, I got, it, got like, it. So then I started booking up all this work, and I told my wife, I go, I think this trip is going to happen, you know? And it did. We we went, we were supposed to go three months, and then three months turned into four because I made the San Francisco comedy f- competition, and that lasts a month if you make it to the finals. I uh-huh. made the finals. And then we got You're to. You're in San Francisco for a month? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's, it's rounds. So one, the first round is is uh, a week. Yeah. And then you make the semis, which is, or you have to wait the other, the other, uh, bracket goes for a week, and then the top 10 go for the semifinals, and then the finals is a week, and that's top five. And are they putting you up? No. Okay. <laughs> okay, you gotta figure it out. So, it's is it mostly people who live in that area that are doing it? No, it's people from all over okay. the world, man. Wow. Because, you know, I don't know how it is now, but at the time, it was pretty prestigious, and if you did well in it, you got more work, and more attention, and yeah. whatever, and yeah. surprise money if you made it at the end. And so, uh, and it's kind of cool, because I guess back in the day it used to be really big and it was in these big venues. Now it's like one night you're in a coffee shop, the next night you're in a theater. It yeah. just depends. Yeah. But it's kind of cool to go up against the same people and then yeah. sh- but show people like, because that's what comedy's about. It's right. not just going where everything's set up perfect and being like right. uh, successful just because everything goes your way. Yeah. Comedy to me is like, hey man, can you go into a, old folks community and make them laugh mm-hmm. and then the next night go into a casino and make that demographic laugh you, you know Have
1: you done old folks before?
0: I've done everything okay so if you I did one if, I did one
1: this last year yeah. and uh, it said retirement community and uh, and so we, we did the show in, in Bozeman So Nick is my my opener and we did the show in Bozeman and we we sold out and they said since you sold out do you want to do this old this retirement community <laughs> they said we I do the show at brewery so they said we we do like a beer tasting with them every nice. month so if you want to just do this I'm like yeah that sounds great and then they sent me a link that's people playing shuffleboard there's cocktail hours there's restaurants there like this is amazing like it's it's kind of like it looks like people like 50s and 60s we show up and there's like Thirty walkers, no joke, lined up against the wall. <laughs> they parked them. <laughs> yeah, they parked them, and everyone is seated, and there's like there's like a crowded whatever. And then there's a guy in a bed, yeah. like it was wheeled it, in. It's like, like, time for the show. And he's yeah, like, it, it, exactly. <laughs> and th- only at that point did I realize that some of my stuff was m- more edgy than I thought it was. Oh, uh, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, because I literally had a joke about like, like having sex with my, gr- yeah. my, my, my friend's grandmother. I'm like, I would've just pulled that one out. So then that joke didn't have a punchline. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I think they liked it, half were asleep. We have a craft to do. Oh. So Sorry, I, yeah. I was getting ahead of myself and I was trying to think of a good transition into Say craft here. It's a craft to craft, I thought we were just gonna double fist here. Oh no, well that could be it too. Yeah. So, um. Hey, look at this. Yeah, so you get to pick. It's either a unicorn or a gnome. Bert oh, that's okay. That is a gnome. Okay, that's <laughs> fine. I thought maybe it was a bird for a second. Um, uh, so you get to, you get to pick which one, ever, which one you want. We have paints. We have metallic paints. This is a planter. You could put something in it.
0: Okay. Uh, uh, I got boys, so I'll do this one. I'll okay, cool. it home. One of them will probably plant like a Venus fly trap in it or Howie something. Probably pooping it. Yeah, uh, well. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't know what kind of <laughs> savages you think I'm. <laughs> My kids are teenagers now. They don't want to poop everywhere, Zane. Oh, they're not in college yet.
1: Okay. All right. So you have uh, your choice
0: of brushes. This is your uh, water. This is your paint paint dish. What are you going to do? I like to paint with a broad brush in crafts and in life. Wow, that's amazing. And what what does that analogy mean? Uh, I don't know. That's for you to decipher, Zane. You're the interviewer. (laughs) I'm giving you gold here to work with. You are, you are. really dig into my psyche. Now, I got these paints.
1: uh, They're called top-notch, and they weren't. And so uh, I went and bought these. And so these are matte, and then these I think are like regular acrylic. So the ones with the gold tops, I think, are better. Okay. And I can't tell you how excited I am to be doing the unicorn. I was like, please
0: pick the gnome. Oh, man. Please I mean, I'll gnome. do switchies with you if you want. No. No, I, I have give to. Give it to my wife. I want to ma- make it magical.
1: I heard you tell this story uh, about a heckler, but it wasn't necessarily like a heckler in a club. Yeah. It was a heckler on a hike. Oh, yeah. And and do you, so I want to hear this story, but, but do you think that that's that same person? Like that's that guy who's like just jonesing for attention. 100%. In the club and also just in life.
0: He's just making stupid little jokes. Well, so I'm a little bit of a hypocrite by being upset by this dude. Okay. Because I've kind of hit this point in my life where I'm that dude in a sense where I'm just like, dropping dad jokes and talking to strangers places, yeah, and like my invading people's personal yes, space or yes. whatever. But I have to always remind myself that you gotta realize people aren't um, always in the same mood you're in, right? Okay. So that particular day I was in a very dark headspace, and I was, um, I don't know, just feeling a little down in the dumps like Maybe I didn't get a gig I wanted or something. So, But this is on a hike. So I, t- I took my family to go on a hike, Okay. and I was like, I don't want to um, think about work today. Okay. And then I dealt with this dude who in, in the story, I, my analogy is work found me that day, because this guy is definitely the same dude who would go to a comedy club yeah. and heckle right. and think that it's all about him uh-huh. and not the other 275 people that paid for tickets that night, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was on the hike trying to just You know, and nine times out of ten, if this guy made a joke with me, I'd be all about it. And I'd be like, hey, buddy, whatever. But this day, I didn't want to talk to anyone. And he comes right up next to me. And I had my kid's sweatshirt up over my shoulders. Uh And he punches me on the shoulder and goes, hey, buddy, looks like about that sweatshirt a few sizes too small, huh? (laughs) And he was just like all in my space and trying to make everyone around us laugh and purposely did it loud. And so I (laughs) I turned to him and I said, "Uh, oh, no, man, that's not my sweatshirt. That belongs to my son. He's been missing for two days now. (laughs) If you could keep your, if you keep your eyes open as your hiking day, we'd really appreciate that, you know, and then, and then this dude, but the cool thing about it is, and this is why I always think, you know, I didn't go out that day looking to find a bit to tell on stage, but it became a bit because not because of that part, but because my son looks up at me after that guy left and my son goes, Man, that guy had no idea he was dealing with a famous comedian. (laughs) And and that moment made me think, like, oh, man, like, maybe everything is all right. My kid thinks (laughs) I'm a famous comedian. Yeah, right. That's amazing. Like, you know, that was the ego boost I needed, you know? So you just got to go out. Like, whenever I'm in a writing funk, like, I'm like, you got to just get out from behind the computer and go Uh live life. Because that's when funny stuff out. One of my best bits ever, my favorite bits, was exactly that. I was like... I couldn't think of anything to write, and I'm sitting in front of a computer, and I'm telling myself i got to write stuff today. And then my uncle called and offered me tickets to go watch University of Miami basketball. So my my oldest son was pretty young at the time. He was like five or something. So I took him and his buddy and my father-in-law to go watch uh, University of Miami basketball, right? And my son loved sports at the time, and whoever we were playing, he'd call them the bad guys, right? So uh, we were playing Wake Forest, and they had black uniforms on that day. So my five-year-old gets up on a chair and yells during a particularly quiet point in the game, we don't like the black guys. And I was just like, shut up, bro. You can't say that like that, like, you know? And so that became one of uh, my favorite bits. And I would have never, oh, never sat down and wrote that bit. Yes, you know? but.
1: that's amazing. So I was on a, uh, this, this is my comparison to someone like that. Yeah. Is I was on a flight, and by the way, this was like a few weeks ago. And the lady comes by, the flight attendant comes by, and says, what can, I, what can I get you for a drink? And I was like, I don't know, just give me Jack and Coke or whatever it was. And then goes to the guy, and uh, he goes, uh, I'll take uh, grape juice. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, we don't have grape juice. We have cranberry juice, yeah. we have that, whatever. He's like, no, 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 I want grape juice. Okay, why don't you just give me some really old grape juice? And like, <laughs> It's like called looking wine, at her, bro. Yeah, well, that's, and that's what his thing was. He's like, you think that you really, like, that brightened her day up to have to work yeah. for his like, punchline
0: that, yeah. that, that he uses on every single flight? Yeah. No, I, it's... Look, I love being in Costco and a dad pulls in front of me and is like, sorry, I forgot to use my uh, turn signal on his like, shopping cart or whatever. I'm like, solid dad joke, you know? <laughs> yeah. like that, that does brighten my day when That's people really drop great. those zingers. But when it's like people are holding you hostage with their attempted That's dad it. humor... That's exactly right. I'm like, bro...
1: Now, you tell me, you can judge if this is bad, because this is something that I've- I, I, Oh, it looks I great. Did. Well, no, oh. I, the joke. Thanks, <laughs> thanks. Um, I, I was hiking, and you know how some people use like hiking poles? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they come close to me. and then oh, yeah, I want some. The only reason I, I said this is because I know my wife is going to just turn like like white. As I say I, I'm like, hey, uh, you guys, Lost your skis back there. <laughs> it's just so yeah. horrible. Well, so only, when, only so my wife gets upset.
0: Do you do you have kids? Um, no. So uh, that's when that becomes fun. Is when right. you have kids with you, right? Because it mortifies them, you know. Yeah. And you just drop it. and They roll their eyes and like that's that's when the, that becomes fun. The, the guys who do it just for themselves, that's when it's exhausting.
1: I say that I don't have kids, but I have Shane and Nick. And I use I use that around them. And, and, a, and it and it is a blind
0: cat. You said earlier.
1: Yes, yes. I only have one cat. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Uh, all right. Let's get
0: to uh, to barbecue. Is that is that your passion? It is, man. Uh, and it's been a cool life lesson, just because it's not something I did until about seriously until about six years ago, okay, or so. And it really has become a big part of my life. And it just goes to show you that you don't have to like be a Child prodigy in something, or do it your whole life for it to be some, something you really get into and and, uh, and you know and, and want to be great at. And and okay, so like,
1: what happened six years ago? I got mad,
0: Zane. Okay. <laughs> okay. I uh, I've been a barbecue fan my whole life, right? And when I was in college, there was this place uh, called Byron Smokehouse, and I went to Auburn University. Okay. And I mean, I ate there every other day, right? So good. And then when I started traveling around the country doing comedy, yeah. one of my favorite things to do was to find the best barbecue restaurant in each town, uh-huh. just to go eat, you yeah. know? Yeah. And then uh, I came home one time, I, I went to, when I started working in Texas, it was like a whole new world was opened up to uh-huh. me. I, I didn't know barbecue could be that good, right? Uh-huh. And uh, I was working with a guy named Paul Varghese. And yeah. uh, you know Paul? Yeah. Great dude. Yeah, he, he, he opened for us, what, twice already, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, he's awesome.
0: So Paul goes, uh, hey man, do you like barbecue? And I go, I love barbecue. And he goes, uh, let's go eat lunch tomorrow. And uh, he's like, all right, cool. Uh, he's like, I'll, I'll come get you uh, at 11, right? And I don't know if people don't know this, but Paul can drink. He's like probably half the body weight of me and you. Okay. And, and this dude can drink us both under the table, man. Paul's By the there. way,
1: again, he opened for me twice and hasn't
0: yet to invite me for barbecue. Whoa. Just throwing well, out there. Well, this was many years ago. Maybe he's uh... not nice. Anymore? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so, anyways, he uh, knocks on my door at like 11 a.m. I'm all banged up from the night before. Okay. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, gotta go. You said you wanted to eat barbecue. And I'm like, now? He's like, yeah. We wait, got... what, wait, what time was it at? Like 11 a.m. Okay. And he's, he's like, oh, we got a big day ahead of us. And I'm like, oh, wow. Know. I'm like, I don't even know what that means, you know? And so we're going, and he's like, uh, He's like, so wait, you eat a lot of barbecue? I go, I eat a ton of barbecue, I'm like a barbecue expert. He's like, well, you're gonna have the best brisket you've ever had in your life today. I was like, what's brisket? He's like, oh, you don't know <laughs> Like, you yeah, okay, know? Okay. So we show up at their barbecue restaurant um, and, in Austin, Texas, and he like orders for me, like I'm a woman in the 50s, right? <laughs> wait, He's, what was it Black's? No, uh, we, oh man, where did we go first? We went to three different places that day. He took me to three different barbecue restaurants. So we went to Salt Lick, we went to yeah. I think Ruby's, and we went to uh, one other place. Maybe it was Black's, I can't remember. Um, so he- uh, I might be completely wrong about that, by the way. Is, there, is, is that what it's called? Well, there's Terry Black's and there's also yeah. Black's there. Yeah, yeah got it. Okay. Terry Black's wasn't around yet back then. Um, but those are my boys now. So anyways, it blew my mind, it opened my eyes. So then I would book uh, gigs in Texas every year, even if they were bad gigs, mm-hmm. I would just book them because I wanted to go eat barbecue. Yeah. And then uh, one, on one of my visits, I just got really mad. I just, I was like, why can't I get barbecue like this in LA? And I came home and I was. Is that how. We, that's, that's what I look like when I got mad. Wow. Bar. And who were you yelling at, Paul? My, my wife. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And so. Uh, I don't like it. It's scary. Yeah. So yeah. I, I go, you know what? I'm teaching myself. And I went to Home Depot and I bought the cheapest smoker they had. And uh, I was horrific at it for a long time. And, but I got really into trying. And uh, I started cooking like three or four times. My neighbors were like, Loving it because I was giving food away because I was just practicing, you know?
1: You're, you were doing with barbecue what a lot of uh, home
0: brewers did and how they got into to yeah. beer. So I, I think that those, I think it's a good comparison because, oh man, I just got paint on my hand. Napkin! No, this is, on it. this is my this is my creative, this is what I do, I put fingerprints around. Oh, got it. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that those two worlds are actually very similar because there was this huge craft beer boom. Uh, maybe 10 years before Mm -hmm. all the uh, barbecue uh, boom happened. Barbecue really hit a boom the past few years, so I was just a little bit ahead of the curve because of YouTube, because of Instagram, because of... uh, Is that how you taught yourself? Kind of. Well, yeah, mostly YouTube and also just befriending a lot of the top barbecue guys around LA Okay. and uh, just kind of asking them questions. And then I started my podcast, Meet Dave, and that was totally self-serving because I just wanted to meet people and like sit down and ask them questions. When did you start it? The podcast, I started maybe about four years ago, something like that. Before Uh, the pandemic? Yeah. Was the intention to sit down and eat? So the intention was I was going to these barbecue restaurants anyways when I was on the road. And I noticed, too, that I was posting my barbecue as I was learning and getting better. I was posting it on on Instagram and stuff. And it's all anyone wanted to talk to me about. I go out to the comedy clubs here in town, Mm -hmm. and whereas the cliche conversation is normally like... uh, Hey, you go going up tonight? Or, you know, you've been yeah. on the road lately? Everyone was just like, yo, I saw you cook some ribs last week. How uh-huh, do you do that? Uh-huh, you know? Uh-huh. So I was like, well, if people want to hear me talk about barbecue, then uh, I'll talk about barbecue.
1: Well, I heard uh, what, Louis CK yeah. talking about it. That was cool. And then, uh, and then Burton and, and Rogan were talking about it. Yeah, it leaves an impression, man. <laughs> and like, how many people, like, have you cooked for if you're making it for like a, a
0: huge group of people, right? So that was just like, um, happenstance because we, when I'm with Bert, we bring a travel smoker uh, made by RecTech okay. on the road with us. And then um, I'm just cooking, man. Like fans know we like doing that now. So then they'll even like suggest butcher shops or pick up meat and drop it off to us because oh, wow. they just like to see what we cook or whatever. Yeah. And then during the pandemic, we were doing the drive-in movie theater tour and I kind of right. I, I had to cook because it was hard to get food. There wasn't a lot of restaurants open and whatever. So um, when you did the, the drive-in,
1: I forgot that, um, that he, that, he did that and and you, so you did how many of those shows I did all of them um how was that that was incredible were you laughing people laughing with their horns and their lights or were they are they I don't know were they outside or
0: so we kind of uh we were like a lot of the outdoor shows that was how they went with people would honk or flick their lights okay we told people not to do that yeah that seems what what we figured out was best was we made sure that we could put anyone who's going to be sitting outside their car and tailgating up in the front row. Okay. And some of the states had uh, laws or rules at the time where they couldn't even get out of their car. So then we were like, put pickup trucks and vans because then they could back them up Okay. And, and open the door and kind of sit in it tailgate style. Okay. And then so you, had, you let those people go yeah. up front. So it's kind of like doing a bad bar show because it's like, as long as you have one good audience member and you can uh, work your timing and your ego off of that one person, right, right. you can make the set happen. Right. So we were kind of treating it that way. And then ultimately man, people were so happy that something was going on and oh, they could go out yeah. and you know, with Bert, it's not even like just a comedy show. It's a comedy show, but it's also everything's an event. Mm-hmm. So people were showing up early. They were tailgating. Uh-huh. The drive-in movie theater wouldn't open until a certain time. So people would show up early, pull over on the side of the road outside the venue on the way to tailgate yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. And then when the doors opened, which means they open the gate. Yeah. Uh, everyone would put their tailgates in their car, get in line, pull in, get to their spot, and then pull their tailgate back out again, right. and start all over again inside the venue. But, we're, I mean, were
1: a lot of people pretty hammered
0: by the time the show happened? Extremely hammered. Yeah. yeah. That but, was kind
1: of the point. Like it, but, <laughs> but, it, but is there less pressure to like, be super on?
0: Well, this is what I noticed, was that it's not, it's not super conducive for comedy, obviously, yeah. um, doing it outdoors like that, but it was such a unique time in history, and people were so grateful that we were willing to try and give them a reason to go out and do something that even if you felt like you were bombing, if you just like went like, "Hey man, really glad you guys came out tonight." All Everyone right. was like, "Yeah!" <laughs> but they were just happy to be there, happy to be a part of history. It was cool. I it remember. was a really, it was a really neat experience.
1: I remember I was at this show in uh, in Richmond, Virginia, and they had to have it outdoors. It was like, and they called us like a little bit before like three days before and said um so we need we need everyone who that comes to have a vax card yeah and do you remember with the vax card it was like a piece of paper that was very difficult to like yeah to not forge whatever yeah. so the place was full and i like had suspected there was a bunch of people that just had faked it and i don't like whatever and so um i said hey i, I know there's a few people out there that you're you not vaxed and just like just." I don't, don't identify yourself, but just hum. So we, like, just so we can hear that like, there's a few people. And so everyone laughed and I said, like, go ahead. And then there was, and it was like, mm, there was one lady who owned, and everyone stared at her. I was like, I did not go the way that I thought <laughs> yeah. I was gonna Narc. <laughs> It was so bad. It was so bad. She's just like sunk in her chair. <laughs> I'm sick.
0: I was trying to be honest.
1: Yeah, exactly. No place for that. So, so now what are you doing with your like, with, with your barbecue? Like, is there is there, a, is there a, a restaurant in your future?
0: Well, I mean, a lot of people ask me that. I, I would, like, I know a little bit about the restaurant industry, and I know that that's the kind of industry that you... God, you got to be super It's rough. involved in order to make it successful, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So I don't want to not be a comic. Right. So, I mean, I would invest or team up with someone who is... Uh, you know experienced in that in that field but i don't want to quit comedy to open a restaurant i you know what i would do i would open a butcher shop okay i think butcher shops are so cool they're like the record stores of uh for dads <laughs> like, okay like you go in you see how the case is set up you get to talk to the expert the butcher and mm-hmm. see how he said you know why did he put the sausages up front and the and how, you know does he order it already uh, quartered up or, or does he order the cow whole and he chops it up and which. You know, which cut is he excited about that day? And, you know, it's kind of like talking to a hippie in a record store.
1: Yeah, I just I just had a friend buy a cow.
0: Yeah, oh, I did that, dude. You want to hear a great idea? Okay. So I did this with some dudes uh, during the pandemic. Um, we ordered a whole cow. Okay. And then he got like 10 buddies together. I was one of the them. The cow? Uh, no, the oh. the guy who bought the cow. Okay, got it. The leader. The I, dad, thought that, I thought it was no. going to be a fight. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, we beat a cow up. Okay. So we uh, we did a we did a meat draft. Okay. So we we sectioned out like all the different pieces. So you know So to be clear, yeah.
1: It's you, you kind of you never see this cow. No. You are buying a cow and then
0: and then they will cut it up for you and you yes. get all, all the cuts. You order a cow butchered. Got it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it doesn't show up at your house, like, alive, and you hey, have to so, get, like, yeah, a going chain, stru- chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. like, take them around back. Horrible. I mean, I'm sure you could if you wanted to, but I don't have the means to do that here in Los you Angeles. Have a uh, So, no, we did a draft. So we, we uh, just like a fantasy football draft or whatever, we uh, picked names out of a hat. So, like, I had the number two pick, I think. And then... So what'd you pick? So, oh, sorry, what was number one? So number one... <laughs> My, my one buddy is a bit of a chef. Okay. so He likes real exotic stuff. And he surprised everyone and went with the tongue. The to tongue. To get a reaction? No, he just wanted, um, he really wanted it. Yeah. And the tongue was delicious, if you know how to prepare it. But I know. He but... was worried it wouldn't be there on the way oh, back. Oh, got it. So there he, was, you said there were six people? There was ten. Ten people, okay. And we, and we you know, you section everything out. So there's like ten different... Units of like, let's say ground beef, right? I don't think someone was gonna take and the tongue. I don't think so either, but he really wanted it. Okay. And so I had the second, I was gonna go uh, brisket, okay. obviously. But then I looked and the brisket was not cut like a traditional whole packer brisket, like you would buy to put in your smoker, you know? Yeah. It was more chopped up small, like a brisket your grandma would make for like Easter or some shit, Got you know? It. Got it. So I was like, I can buy good briskets around here. Let me take some other pieces that I can't normally get. So I think I took like, um, uh, a couple um, like fillets or something like that. I took okay, a really yeah. uh, choice um, steak cut basically. Yeah. What is the highest? Is it the T-bone? I mean, it depends who, I mean, filet mignon is Tomahawk? what probably you pay the most for. Yeah. Tomahawk is a very uh, sexy cut these days. Yeah. So, um, but it just, it just depends, man. on now dry aged steaks are real popular. Yeah. So if they've uh, been dry aged, then that ups the value. Um, Did the balls get offered up? I don't remember that. I don't think have the you ever ha- Have you ever had them?
1: Uh, Rocky Mountain oysters, yeah. I have,
0: and they're horrible. They're horrible. It was in college, and we mostly ate them as a gag. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And you know, you like to experiment. Uh, no, bull, no, like a bull's testicles. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, never had
1: those. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, I want to dig into this the barbecue a little bit. All right. As far as now that you've gone, so whenever I go out, I, I always try to get a taste of the city. If the city has something specific, what are you looking for? Uh, black. That, is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if the city has something specific, I go and try to find that, you know? Like, yeah, food-wise. Like, yeah, food-wise. Like the, um, um, but, but especially barbecue. So like if I'm in Kansas City, if I'm in yeah. Memphis, if I'm in uh, Oklahoma, Texas, uh, I guess North Carolina, North but, Carolina's got
0: pork, yeah, really good pork. So
1: so what is like, what's your favorite, like, besides stuff that you make, where, like, what state you think has the best barbecue? Texas, hands down. And what, and like, what is Texas
0: style? Texas style is very simplistic. First of all, it's very quality beef because a lot of the ranches are there and whatever, yeah. right? Uh, Texas also, the style is very <laughs> simplistic. It's mostly salt and pepper, is that rub, okay. right? Okay, yeah. Um, And then uh, I will say, though, the thing that actually differentiates most barbecue from region to region is one, the style where, you know, like I said, Texas is very simple, uh, but like uh, North Carolina is very pork centric and it's uh, they use a lot of vinegar in their um, vinegar based uh, and mustard based yeah. uh, barbecue sauces and they mix the sauce into the barbecue a lot. Kansas City is very dry rub, or Memphis is very dry rub. Kansas City is very um, barbecue sauce uh, heavy. So it just depends like what you like your style is. But I'll tell you the thing that makes the most difference from region to region is what wood is readily available. Ah, then. okay. So many people are of the opinion that white post oak is the, white oak is the, the best for a flavor for, and that's what's most readily available in Texas. But that's part of like what's happening now is that the world is shrinking and I could buy white Oak here in LA now, you know, like I have a place I can buy it from. So. So it's not like Mesquite or uh, Hickory? I mean, you could, you could buy, they could get Mesquite and Hickory, but, yeah, just depending on, on where you're at and what's, when you're cooking all day, every day like those guys are, a lot of times it's cheaper to get whatever's most local okay. and that obviously affects the flavor, you know? So, it's like, it just changes the flavor. It doesn't necessarily improve it? Uh, I mean, it's all gonna be great, but. What, you, what kind of, what do you use? I, I, I try to get that white oak if I can, yeah. Okay. But, you know. Could you get like a white oak that was, that came from like a barrel? So I've done that before. Uh, there's a little distillery by my house called R6. Okay. And they gave me an old barrel and I chopped it up and yeah. I used it as the wood. And did you get some of the flavor? Yeah, you could, t- you yeah, could, you taste, could taste it, taste it. yeah. So what's your, what's your bet? First of all. But it also depends what you're cooking. Cause, oh man, I got so excited talking about that. I just, Did you? Um, so, so, so like if you're, if you're cooking chicken, for example, and you use mesquite, yeah. you're going to really taste that mesquite. Cause uh, something like chicken really takes on a lot of the smoke, right? Now, if you're cooking beef, you might taste the mesquite, but not as heavy as you would on the chicken. Mm-hmm. So, and it also depends, are you going low and slow, so it's in there for a lot longer time, or are you going a little hot and fast, so now it's not in there as much, so it doesn't get hit by that flavor as much. Are you wrapping it in foil at any point? Are you wrapping it in butcher paper? All, right, look, I'm, All I'm ex- that kind of stuff. I'm excited. Yeah. What'd you bring? <laughs> I should've, dude. We should've. What? Yeah, you should. Actually, yes. I got some ribs in my, uh, my Jeep. Can you grab them at the back? No. <laughs> Damn it. I've done it before though, I should've Damn done it. it. Sorry, guys. Do you see, Shane was like, don't with me. Are you for real, because I'll go. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the blame
1: on, on Shane, yeah. I think.
0: Of course. <laughs> yeah, all you had to do was ask, man, yeah. Oh, uh, you know what I've been doing is- uh, Hey, you're
1: doing a really good job. Hey, thanks, Mal It's actually pretty good. It is really, it, yeah, you might be like uh, the best artist Ooh, guest we've had hey. so far,
0: uh, excluding present company. Well, you know, barbecue is kind of like art.
1: You know what, and and I'm not, not even joking, when I saw that you like did barbecue, and I, I kind of made that analogy, and I'm being totally serious, like yeah. I was like, I think if he's into barbecue, there's, there's science behind it, but then there's an art behind it as well. And yeah. that kind of let me know like you as a person, you had some like artistic expression. So that
0: is the perfect analogy for barbecue. I think it's equal parts science and uh, art. And it's just like comedy, like comedy. There's certain formulas you use that you you can't be like, I mean, you can, I guess. But uh, there's certain formulas you use that you know, set up punchline, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you also don't want to be so rigid that you just are. But you, there's got to be a little like Play, uh, yeah, a l- little natural, like flow to it, a little yeah. like natural ability. Right. So barbecues like that, too. You, you need to know the basics of like, all right, I'm going to cook somewhere between 225 and 275. I got to get the internal temperature up to a certain point so that I don't make people sick. You know, there's a, you know, you don't want, you, you want to kind of follow, for the most part, a recipe when you're making your rubs and yeah. your sauces. But there's got to be a little element of feeling it out. And oh, I'm going to pull a little early or I'm going to let it rest a little longer. Like there's got to be a little, little art to it, you and, know? And what's your best meat? What's, what's the best thing that you make? Man, that's a tough one. Uh, I'd rather just tell you which one of my kids I like the <laughs> <right here>. um, <laughs> I mean, brisket's always a showstopper when you pull it out and you and you got the big uh, slicing knife and you, you the big brisket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You chop it in half and then you pick it up and show the camera mm-hmm. and the juices flow. I've literally uh, seen
1: that exact shot on your social media.
0: Yeah, beef ribs are always a crowd pleaser too. They just look really, uh, you know, really awesome, Fred Flintstone type, you know, beef yeah. ribs. Um, but not I, mean, I, I personally like uh, cooking uh, pork ribs. But not a lot of bird. Uh, I'll do like a, oh crap. I'll do like i um, I'll do a whole turkey and or a beer can chicken. Chicken wings, I love doing chicken wings, yeah. dude. Bro, I'll go get some Chick-fil-A sauce and then I'll smoke some wings and then uh, toss them in the Chick-fil-A sauce, throw them back in there. I sell my own rub. I got a Meat Dave all-purpose oh yeah, seasoning right. and rub. What, did you- I didn't bring any. <laughs>
1: What'd you bring? You didn't know where you were coming? Uh, thirst for crafts. There we go, there we go, there we go. Now is the six pack challenge. Ooh, is, we gonna, we're gonna chug six beers? We could do that, yeah. or you can either, we could do that, you wanna just do that? Let's just wrap it up. Let's just, let's just wrap it up and get, just get drunk? Yeah. So, I'm gonna ask you six questions, uh, tailor made for you, Okay. and for each question you get correct, you
0: get $50. Wait, they're just for me, and there's a right and wrong answer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well,
1: they're not opinions. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's trivia. It's tri- it's tri- <laughs> what do you think about the current state of affairs? <laughs> and for each one you get correct, you get uh, $50 to use in my
0: apparel store. Wait, I could win money today? Well, you're winning, yeah. Oh, they're Zane bucks? <laughs> they are, they oh, are. They're like Shroot bucks. Oh, yeah, oh, boy. I'm waiting for you to charge me for this at this point. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, you owe me $12 for the gnome. Except for the paint, for the paint. <laughs>
1: Um, okay. So are you ready? I'm ready, hit me. It's it's barbecue related. Oh shoot, this might be embarrassing. I think you're gonna be okay. I think you might get all of them. Uh, I'll start by saying this first one is a trick question. Not really a trick question, but That's nice of you to admit. Um, See if I can give you an edge. What US president was the first to attend a barbecue?
0: Wow. All, I mean, I would hope all of them. What kind of country are we trying to establish here if we don't have every president going to a barbecue? Okay. Uh, let's go with Hoover. Well, you said all of them. Yeah. Oh, George Washington. George Washington. Hey. Correct. There you go. So yeah, right.
1: point. Um, no, not point. Fifty bucks. Ka-ching. Fifty bucks. Um, that's a lot of. That's
0: a lot of Benjamins. What are the four? <laughs> oh, yeah. t-
1: that up. Yeah, it is. That's a that's Wait, a who's down the Hamilton? Who's down yeah, yeah. to
0: 50? Hey, I don't know. Lincoln. Um, what are the
1: four types of barbecue identified as regions? Three cities, one state.
0: Texas. Okay. Uh Kansas City. Yeah. Uh Memphis. Yep. And uh North uh is it it's not a state, it's the city?
1: Well this one's neither, I suppose. Oh, Carolina. Yeah, there you go. Well done. Okay, well done. 100 bucks um oh now this is just for discussion but like the main basis of barbecue sauces by region you might know this because you were saying something about it before like all right uh, all
0: right all right all
1: right you want me to say i'll say the region you tell me what it's it's uh sauce is okay Uh, main sauce kansas tomato yeah tomato sauce yeah exactly uh
0: texas also tomato
1: also tomato yeah south carolina and georgia so that's gonna be either. You get this, very impressed. It's either vinegar or mustard. It's mustard. Yeah, that's impressive. Uh, Eastern Carolina. Vinegar. Yeah,
0: that's really yeah. really good. Can you
1: see? And then Memphis.
0: Memphis is dry rub. Yeah,
1: man, you got them all. Really? Yeah. Hey. That's very good. That's that's a deep dive. Woo! All right, thousand uh, dollars. <laughs> This city's style is known for burnt ends. Uh,
0: Dallas. Um, oh, burnt ends. Oh, so that's brisket burnt ends, that's Kansas City. Wow. Yeah. So, well so Kansas City uh, does brisket burnt ends, uh-huh. and then uh, Heim Barbecue takes a lot of credit for it in Dallas, but um, pork belly burnt ends started uh, popping up down in uh, Texas. Pork belly burnt ends are like, dude, that's heaven.
1: And that comes from cooking it with some of the sauce on it, right, so the base?
0: So uh, a brisket burnt end is where they take, they chop the top off the brisket. So it's kind of the fattier uh, part that doesn't slice as well on the top of the brisket and they cube it and they mix it with some sauce Uh, and then they put that back into the uh, smoker. Right.
1: So then you have your like
0: nice, uh, uh, very clean like brisket slices, but then the chunkier parts on top are cubed up to make um, the burnt ends. I had that,
1: okay, 150. Disneyland closed its Big Thunder Ranch barbecue in 2016 to make room for this new attraction.
0: (laughs) Big. Um, Disneyland. Disneyland. Star Wars? Correct. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Which, by the way, Uh because of Star Wars, you can now get drunk in Disneyland because they have the cantina in there. That's true,
1: that's true. Have you had those drinks? I have. (laughs) (laughs) But you you have a time limit. They like kick you out. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, sir, you need to leave. Okay, I was just starting to have fun. (laughs) Uh, What U.S. holiday has the most
0: barbecuing? Mm. It's gotta be easy. Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Yeah. I mean, I could see where it could be a sneaky. Mm -hmm. Memorial Day or something like that. Yeah.
1: Seventy-three percent of Americans barbecue on Independence Day. Although barbecuing and grilling—that's another debate. But you know they're calling yeah. it the same thing. Yeah.
0: They look. You put anything, just from putting uh, hot dogs on a grill yeah. to doing brisket in a smoker, you can make a. You can you could paint with a broad stroke and say. Wow. That's all barbecue. Wow. And what would Dave say? I would say it's good to paint with a broad stroke. Okay
1: and then that's sort of ambiguous. It's a politician's <laughs> answer, sir. You're not picking a side. Vote Dave.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I think, look, this is what I tell people. And this is why I like my position in barbecue, is because I don't paint myself as an expert. The fact right? that you have a position yeah. is amazing. Yeah, Wait, let, let these puns flow, all right? I yes, got it, got it. I, I, don't, I don't paint myself as, a, as an expert. Mm, I, no, I say that I'm an enthusiast yeah. that loves the barbecue community and loves barbecue so much that I just happen to have gotten good at it, right? Mm-hmm. But I think, as long as you're doing it you're pretty welcome in the barbecue community man doesn't matter if you have a pellet smoker it doesn't matter if you're just really into cooking burgers and really you know you don't want to just get frozen burgers throw them on there you're really into like uh making smash burgers or putting onion in there or whatever it's about loving the, the 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 joy of going out and cooking something that someone shows up at your house and they go Damn, dude, you put some love into this. There Thanks for not just putting some frozen patties on and inviting us over for a barbecue, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah.
1: Thanks for de- doing such a good job describing something that you didn't bring. <laughs> uh, all right, this one's hard. I think, what state has the most barbecue
0: restaurants per capita? Ooh. All right, let me think about my travels here. And then, I'll, and then I'm happy to give you a hint. The most barbecue restaurants per capita. Well, that's so Texas is very spread out, very, because they went out, I'm sure they have a ton of barbecue restaurants, mm-hmm. but I think the per capita might, might throw them. Okay. Um, I'll give you a hint. I don't okay. think
1: we've said We the haven't name brought this up it. yet? Mm-mm. Okay.
0: I'm going to go. Well, I did. Man, where's there a lot of barbecue?
1: None of the states that you've mentioned. Yeah.
0: I'm gonna go. This is a real off the wall. Maybe Indiana, Oklahoma. Oh, that's a good one.
1: You know what? Uh, what city considers themselves the home of the barbecue? Oklahoma City. No, I mean Lexington, North Carolina. Oh, I mean, well, is that, even a, is that a place?
0: Yeah. So that's probably like there's some real historic like. Uh, like Rodney Scott and these guys, these Carolina guys. Yeah. Uh like Carolina barbecue, the whole hog barbecue guys, they they they're definitely it's a so, thing. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of history. Um yeah, Lexington specifically though. I'll have to look into that. I'll have to educate myself. Next time, um, I'd love to have you back if you
1: if you bring food.
0: Well, let's do this. Yeah. I'll come back. Yeah. And why don't we do barbecue as a craft? So I actually have things that look like paint brushes that I use to do the sauce or whatever. So we'll, I'll so bring a whole can, bar.
1: You can bring your smoker here?
0: No, I, I won't have to. I'll cook it in my house. Okay. I'll put it in my hot box Okay. and I'll put it in my car. Yeah. And then the longer you let barbecue sit in the hot box, the more delicious it gets. Okay. It just rests, right? So it yeah. doesn't go bad in the car or anything. Mm-hmm. So we'll pull out the ribs and then we'll do, maybe we'll do your, your cutting board. Yeah, craft, yeah, there we go. But then also just like chopping it. And 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 putting the sauce on, like a sprinkling. We'll we'll craft it up. <laughs> done, done. Tomorrow. <laughs> I gotta get home and start <laughs> and start cooking.